Welcome to everyone joining us on the maiden voyage of uh, what what I would like to call the Blaze Nerds, but we'll see. It's just we're workshopping the title. We'll see. This could be a one of one podcast. Nobody nobody knows yet. We're just having fun here. Uh, I'm Brandon, and joined by my delightfully insightful co-host Deepak. Deepak, how you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Fantastic, man. It's always it's always a good day to talk Blazers. Um, yep. Well, to, to lead off, I just want to say, as we kind of go into this, um, uh, this thing, whatever it might be, we don't really have any credentials. We follow the team closely, listen to way too many pods on the NBA and NBA draft. Um, so we have plenty of opinions, but it's probably mostly aggregating of others, I would say. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. We do this for fun. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, in general, um, I'd say we'd, we'd be diving into kind of topical blazer stuff, like well, the Chauncey discourse that happened today. Uh, some, we might get into some bigger picture questions at some point, like team building philosophy kind of things, draft stuff. And obviously we're going to have plenty of fake trades. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the gist. Um, so yeah, we can just kind of lead right into uh, this first one here. So just have a couple of questions to kind of kick things off. Um, number one, I mean, Deepak, what are you just thinking about the guard rotation um, and prospects here? I mean, what do you think it looks like for Scoot, Shaden, and Simons to all kind of coexist and be successful together? It's a very low probability outcome for me to see all three eventually be the starters, just right. based on what you're seeing from NBA for whichever team is looking from the young core, right? If you have three guys, two of them pan out. That's that's a good thing. I mean, that's like a good outcome, right? So yeah. by some miracle, assume all three pan out. So that's like an outlier outcome by itself. If that happens for them to coexist, then again, is going to be another outlier outcome just because of the skill sets. One, mm-hmm. looks like every team which is successful in the NBA right now is prioritizing length plus the skills. So it's just starting off with a disadvantage if you're starting off with an undersized two and a three, which is what you would end up with, right? Because you're talking like Anthony two and Shane three. And for that to work, You'd essentially need Shaden to get stronger, way better dealing with bigger forwards, get really good on defense. He might have the tools, but right now he's just not really that great on that end, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And you need Anthony to get closer to average, I guess, be a little switchable, at least like be able to hold his own. And you need good to be above average. I think offensively mm-hmm. they can kind of coexist already because both Anthony and Shaden are like electric off, you know, off ball. Well, Anthony still needs the ball, but he can still he has some experience playing off ball with Dame, and he's such a good shooter that he can probably make it work. Right. Oh, the other part of it is like Anthony is a putrid rebounder, and it's just you again you're starting off with such a starting off with such a disadvantage if you have two below average rebounders like from or not two but if you have a below average rebounder anywhere there right 
like from two and three unless like and when it gets to an average rebound for shooting guard, then you need to like make it up somewhere else. And we already know uh, run into these issues with um, CJ and Dame. So one, again, defensively be able to coexist. Two, be able to like, you know, I don't know if rebounding counts as part of that. And third, I can already imagine, you know, all the Blaze events going crazy. So <laughs> it'll take only a very little, <laughs> it'll take very little for people to, you know, hop on the trade one bandwagon, which is completely fair because we have seen this too many times. So to answer the question, I think eventually I have to decide between two of the three. Yeah, I mean, and, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, Good. I, I look what do you at, think? I look at all of all of these types of questions through the lens and context of, um, you know, building a contender, and so. The the first question I'm asking there is, uh, do I see any of them on a contender? Right. Uh, the answer today, I mean, honestly, is I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I really don't. I mean, Ant um, has, you know, at least what's been displayed so far in the NBA, the 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 most elite skill in his shooting um you know neither of the other two have anything close to what simon's shooting is um and i i don't know i mean i still feel like there's a little bit of scratching the surface with him as a as a lead guard and what that can look like um you know it's i think this three headed monster of this guard rotation well i guess four if you count brogan is it's just complicating the what are we what do we have in these guys questions that question that much further so it's hard it's hard to say um i don't know i mean i i don't i don't it's hard to see a path where all three can coexist um on a really good team <clears throat> so you know i mean that obviously leads into um at least one of them has to go in but but what does that look like in what timeline i i don't know yeah, just piggybacking up that couple of questions one of the three like you said if you are approaching everything from the point of view of you know how does this look on a title contender how does the fact would you agree that the most exploitable weakness assuming you look at all three of them is probably Anthony on the defensive side, which you, we have seen again with Dame be an issue where you need to like scheme around it from the team side. Yeah. How do you, again, what does, does that influence your thinking in any way to, um, well, part of that is like, you've seen the teams again, which are like really successful. Look at Boston, right? There's like no way to pick it. So that makes it so much easier for them. Like, what are you going to do? Like pick on White, Drew, Jalen, Tatum, there's like nothing there, right? The second part of it is like, what, we don't know like which one of those, even if like two of them are going to be good, I can't stress this enough. Like we expect them all to be great, but we just don't know, right? Where Anthony's going to top out and we don't know how, if Shaden is going to get to a decent starter level player, we don't know it's the same for school. So what if, two of the three who end up being good, assuming two gets good and it's good and and can they play together? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess kind of back to what you were originally saying, I, I don't, the, as far as Simon's defense, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know how to evaluate it at this point. I don't, I don't think that where his defense is today is so, so worse than Shaden's uh, for sure. Um, I think it's a little TBD for, um, for Scoot, but I think the pressure and the skill that he has for scoring, um, I just think it's elite. It's very elite. I mean, I could see him playing at least a role on, you know, on a real contending team. Um, you know, it's, could he be like, it, like, would that role be something like kind of like Jamal Crawford, super six man kind of thing? Maybe. Right. But his ability to shoot, I think is, uh, I mean, the way that he can score, I think, I mean, he's, I mean, he's top 10 in the league, I think, um, you know, I don't know, might be, I might be drinking a little bit too much of the cool day there, but some nights it definitely feels that way. It's just the, the way that he's shooting. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see much, much of that around the league. Yeah. But it looks good. It looks unstoppable. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, well, I mean, I guess we can kind of move on. There's, I mean, an, kind of a follow-up question that's, you know, at least parallel here. I mean, you know, what, thinking about all of that, I mean, what what skill sets do you think um, are sort of the most lacking on the team right now? A two-way forward, definitely. Like, so almost all decentish NBA teams, right? Right now have some playmaking slash two way talent in on their like forward spots or the big spots. Now mm-hmm. you can look whatever you think of Aiden, probably like that's well, if you're an Aiden believer, that's one there, but I am not. Again <laughs> <laughs> I might not be one either. But <laughs> you know, but just going around the league, right? Again, Boston, they have Tatum and Brown and Gordon and Michael Porter for Denver, Kawhi, um, George. Just go through the teams, right? That, like it or not, that's the bar you need to clear. Like, not say, right. I'm not saying that you need to have like Kawhi and George, but you need to way forward slash wings. And right now, I know all of us, including me and you, love Jabari and Kamara, but oh, neither of them offer a whole lot on the offensive end. I like the flashes I see again from Jabari, but unless he shoots that, it, that's your that's your, that's your opinion, Deepak. <laughs> <laughs> You're already a believer. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. But, I mean, I, we'll, we'll we'll save that. Yeah, the thing is, like again. Coming in, I don't know how much you were following his like draft stuff. He had like a super hot shooting streak towards the back end. Um, I think he's got drafted as a sophomore, right, uh, for Colorado, and he was shooting like a really high number percentage. And maybe it just comes around, and you know he does enough that he can be not that level of a forward, but. For the first starter, it feels like offensive game comes along. He can he rebounds at a really good rate. 
defense plays hard, has a weird slow dribble game, which doesn't make any sense, but he gets there. Um, is for the most part a below the rim guy, but again makes it once you get there. I think he's like super strong, and he just moves people out of the way, which is pretty awesome. And it's all yeah. the stories these funky guys who gets it done, right? People who don't expect. But my point is like they're still missing that two way guy. Even like teams who are just coming up, like look at the Magic, they have those guys, mm-hmm. like France and Paulo, Houston. They have a bunch of those guys. Tari, uh, Jabari Smith, Whitmore looks like he's great. I mean, if he pans out, even though he's a guard, it's like six seven. I feel like that's a huge hole in the roster where yeah. you just don't have one of those like six eight, six seven, six nine guy who can actually play make a bit, not just be a play finisher like Jeremy, but you know, be at the very least like a secondary playmaker who can, if the guards have to kick it out, like do something with the ball. Like set mm-hmm. others up, yeah. have a little bit of skill there. What do you think? Like same question, right? Do you think there's something else out there which yeah, is a I more mean, pressing need? Uh, I, you know, again, just kind of back to the, my first sort of framing the contending idea. It's just, I mean, it's really um, talent. <laughs> higher level talent Maybe. but uh you know i mean i think that um you know i'm the thing i sort of identified that i really like about guys like kamara and walker and and wreath really uh is their you know, I don't know if you call it IQ, court awareness, whatever. Yes. Um, I mean, how they see, you know, where they where they should go, and just yeah. how they view, um, not not how they view, just how they are on the court in, in terms of spacing. Like you see where they they get to a spot, they move, and I mean, also with Jabari, I mean, I think it's those types of things and how we. Uh, just kind of sees the game. I think that's what allows him to be such a good rebounder. I think he's, you know, if he's really in there getting a lot of minutes, I think he would be a really high level rebounder. Uh, cause he just sees, I mean, cause he is tough. Uh, I think he plays bigger than he is, but he just seems to see the angle so well. I don't know how many times you see him in traffic. There'd be three or four, you know, a, a yeah. opponents and he comes down with a rebound. I've seen that so often. And I just think that's, I mean, he's just seeing where that ball's going to go. Um, and that is, he looks uh, so strong, just moving yeah. people out of the way. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm sure that's a big part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so just having that awareness, that skill, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, I think that's, that's something that I feel like is a little bit lacking and just kind of honestly, the way that the Blazers have played throughout the Dame era, Dame era, just, you know, so much one-on-one ISO stuff. And it's just um, the idea of cutting and spacing just really, it hasn't been a thing. It's, you know, yeah. Dame or it's, CJ, it's do your thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you now Simons, do your thing. Run in. You've got guys on the wing, you'll kick it out too. But there's just no, um, there's no movement. You know, that's what, I mean, all I want is a 2014 Spurs. Is that so much to ask? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Uh, I mean, so yeah, that's well. We we were complaining about the spread we control from the Dame days. Now uh, we got like the mid post ISOs. So 
yeah. you got to change. I, I suppose so. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel, um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's definitely some tongue in cheek with Jabari stuff. Um, but it's, it's also like, it's also a lot real. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I believe in his shot. I believe in him as a, um, you know, a really good rebounder, um, you know, you know, decent passer. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think he's a smart guy and I think we just need some more, more smart players on the court, uh, that are, and maybe that's an unfair classification. It, I think it's just more, more guys that see, see the game through the lens of a team playing as a team, right. Where I think that, you know, guys like, um, you know, Shaden and Simons, they're really good at the things that they do, but, but like in terms of like setting, setting guys up and, you know, it, it's very similar to what I always saw in Dame where it's just like passing is an afterthought, <laughs> you know, I'm going to score and passing like, Oh, it's just, um, I'm in trouble. I'm kicking it out. And I don't know. I, what, whatever. That's a, that's another rabbit hole. But, um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you, I look at yeah. somebody like Jabari and somebody like Kamara. I, you know, it's, it's still a little TBD on Kamara. I think I really like his energy. He's great defensively, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see about the rest. I mean, again, even for those two, right? The decision making, we don't know how it looks in like a really fast paced offense because they don't really get to do all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably because the skill is not there yet, which is all right. But again, I know we love these guys, but what is their ceiling? Like for me, yeah. either of them, the best case scenario is like on a really good team, the first starter, right? I don't, maybe like if I'm yeah. more faithful yeah, yeah. with Javari yeah. than Kamara on this, just because he's younger and He's shown a little bit more, maybe because it's a second-year guy in the NBA now. Mm-hmm. But I don't really see like any kind of self-creation from either of them ever. Mm. So and but and you need that right now, right? Because we've seen in the playoffs every time the defenses are like tilted and shutting up the first second guys, you need the other three to make plays of the bounce. You just can't have standstill shooters filling out. Right. The rest of your team. And that's what, like, again, you probably okay, see, right? I know they've not been to the playoffs or anything. Okay, just look at the Nuggets. So if Jokic has to pass it out, who are you going to? Like, Michael Porter? He's a shooter. He's not going to pass it out, but it's the, one of the most elite shooters in the league. Who's the other guy? Gordon, who was kind of like the pseudo point guard for the Magic mm-hmm. for the longest time. It's and they're getting one guy who was like kind of this, you know, play finisher, just shooter, which was uh, who else is there for yeah? Guy? I mean, Pop, right? I, I would I would think if you're yeah, yeah, KCP, the hope, the hope on a good team for Kamara is KCP, but I mean, yeah. even like I don't I don't know that he's Kamara can get to the level of self creation that KCP, uh, I mean, yeah, Kamara's but KCP is a guard, he's been willing. <laughs> Kamara's been willing to try. <laughs> he tries. Well, I think that's half the battle. Some of these guys don't that I think have the skill and ability don't 
try as often as I would yeah. want them to. I don't know. But, Hearing you rave about Jabari, I feel like I need to like you know go on a tangent about Rupe, but I'm gonna just let it slide. Yeah, it's there's it's there's still raw. It's still we still need a lot more minutes to be able to make any <laughs> any opinions on him as an NBA player. I see it. I, I see you know I see the flashes, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. Um, I love Jabari. I love Kamara. What are they in a really good team? I don't know. I think they. Um, I have more faith. Um, I have more faith in Jabari being. Um, you know, being a solid role player, um, you know, on at least a second round playoff team. I, I think I think that Jabari could really be that level of, you know, he's somewhere like the fifth to seventh guy uh, on a yeah. team. I think that's I think that's reasonable. Um. Anyway, I I, I wanted to touch on. Uh, kind of what's been going around today and yesterday about uh, there's lots of Chauncey and coach coaching discourse going on in our trailcasters discord and on Twitter, um, you know, about, um, you know, Hey, he's, he's a bad coach. And then some types of defense on, what do you expect from this team? Blah blah blah, and lots of lots of back and forth, and lots of people being mean to to each other today, Deepak. Um, and so, I, you know, for for better or worse, I don't care about. I don't care much. I'll say that I don't care much for wins, losses, whether we get blown out, whether we blow somebody else out. None of that really like matters to me this year in particular um it's the process or the kind of how are those things happening um and that's <laughs> at least in the context of observing this discourse i feel very much on an island um with with that way of thinking but you know the things i i tend to care about are right now with this team is are we winning or losing because of, you know, Jeremy Grant or Malcolm Brogdon, you know, ISO, you know, that they <laughs> ISOed 30 times in the game or whatever. And, you know, and they're just scoring that way and we're winning games or losing whatever. And that's, that's how we're getting to the result. I would say whatever that result is, if that's the method, it's bad. In my, in my opinion. And then, you know, conversely, the, the good would be, you know, again, win or lose it's scoot shade in whatever to, to, I guess, maybe take your pick of young guy under 25. Um, I mean, even Anthony just like being a point guard yeah. and try yeah. to set it up. Right. Right. I think any, any version of that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm just hoping to see. And that's what I'm looking for. And those things happening uh, are a win. You know, I think the idea in the front of the season is, you know, guys like Grant and Brogdon were billed as his vets. Hey, you got to have vets to bring these young guys along. Like, okay, great. Right. Like, let's let them be what I'm translating that to anyway, is, is to say like, they're kind of the role players. They're helping these 
other guys to shine and grow, right? And what it's looked like is that they're, that's, you know, they're just kind of leading things. And there could be all sorts of reasons why that is, but in the end, that's what's happening. And so to me, the only, the biggest hope I have there is, and it's been mentioned a few times, is just, hey, Brogdon specifically showcasing him early on, boost trade value, whatever. Um, I, I don't, I guess I could buy that to some extent, but I don't know how much his trade value has changed from when we got him to today. Um, I think maybe the same thing could be said for Jeremy, though I think that's more of a question mark on on where he sits with the team. But yeah, I mean, what, if we're just kind of, a, just to address it quickly, I mean, where where do you sit with all of this, with Chauncey and what he's doing or not doing for this team? Kind of in a really similar boat to you. I, I'm not going to pretend that I know enough about coaching to like, have a super firm opinion either ways. I'm not definitely not going like fire Chauncey, but mm-hmm. I feel like there are a lot of factors at play here. One, which is, again, if I agree with you, like process over what's happening, right? But again, one thing which is kind of like brought up in some of this conversation I've seen on Twitter is like people pointing out like what kind of positions are most, you know, point build position, right? Hey, Jeremy Postup is like, or ISO is giving me this much and Scoot running a pick and roll is only giving me this much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, but what's the point of us like running the Jeremy pick or ISO? Like, like you said, if you know, if Scoot is bad at making decision or like if Anthony, whatever, like getting those reps is definitely more important for the long term growth of these guys versus just spamming those mid post ISOs or whatever. But I also understand that. From a coach's perspective, for Chauncey, it's probably his job is to try and win those games. So he's probably going for the highest probability outcome, right? Like, what is the best choice? Mm-hmm. Again, in theory, the GM and the coach need to be in lockstep doing whatever is needed. But again, I like you said, the best case scenario might be Brogdon gone. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy being more of a play finisher, just because, again, for as much as we were like talking up Jabari and Kamara, we don't want to end up the Pistons, right? Where you're starting all these guys and end up with a 30 game lose streak. You probably don't mind, but it sounds miserable. <laughs> just because, you know, you could see the young guys just like to get that one win against the Raptors. I watched the last three, four games. They were playing so hard. They were playing like it's the playoffs. And honestly, yeah. the other teams were there because no one wanted to lose. Except yeah. for they got lucky with the OG trade and all of that. And it, I haven't watched any of the games since after the, uh, they won the Raptors game, but they're on like another five or six games kid. I feel well, like yeah, having... Isn't there an argument then? <laughs> isn't there some type of an I mean, I get the like, hey... Wh- well, Hiken, Hiken will put up on, you know, winning one for the vibes or something. Yeah, exactly. If you're saying, hey, they're in this big skid and they won't really want to get out of this skid, so they're playing super hard. 
well, I'll take that. <laughs> whatever, no, my whatever, whatever the translation, because like ultimately, um, you know, I, I guess that would be the extent that I would care about the wins and losses in terms of like, yeah, or the emotional impact for the players and how hard or not they are playing. But yes, wins and losses for any other purpose this season for this team don't care. Completely agree. But the other point I'm trying to like make with Jeremy is like, I this has been pointed out by like way smarter people than me. It's like so hard to now lose 20 or whatever on the wants because like you're going to get one random day where all your three point shooters are just shooting lights out, right? Variance. That's why anyone has a chance any day now in the NBA because you just need like your three point, you're taking so many threes and there's so much variance built into it with the amount of skill there is that a good shooting night means probably a win, right? But the Pistons would never have that right. just because they don't have enough shooters on the program. Right. I mean, yeah, they, they, yeah, they really said hold my beer on that. And they, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, especially when Bojan was out, it was just like, they're, yes, uh, exactly. It was a really, really bad shooting team. I mean, that yes, was a, exactly. very much an anomaly in that way that would never happen to this Blazer team. I mean, I don't know. I guess, yeah, if you're saying Brogdon and Grant and Simons are all I think out. Brogdon right? and Grant out of it. Yeah. Still, there's like having Anthony there probably gives like, you know, a couple of Antonio quarters, but you're playing with fire at that point, right? Just nothing anywhere else outside of who do you think can like knock down like at a consistent basis? Yeah, I mean, Anthony, wouldn't Shane, That's it. <laughs> do you think about Shane? it that way? Comparing against the the um, the Pistons team, you know, for some context here, and I don't think I'm forgetting anybody, but if you you know, so Bojan was out, and so Cade, Cade's a good shooter. But he's uh, a good would, fake shooter, I feel. But would, I with Bojan yeah. out, would like Jabari have, if he was on the team, been like their second best shooter? Uh, Alex Burks is supposed to be a good shooter, but I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> Burks is somewhere out there. Is yeah, Ivy a maybe. better shooter than Jabari? Yeah, yeah. Ivy is a better shooter than Jabari. That's about it. Like, well, Point being it's theoretically, close, right? <laughs> yeah, it's close. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, it's not that much better for the Blazers, like unless you're counting on like Taibu, which is like the same as counting on uh, beef stew, like just yeah. Stansel guys who needed everything created for them. Their numbers are good, but you know, it's not like they're going to do anything with the wall. Yeah. Again, the point I'm trying to make is like having a couple of starters I'm fine with, but again, speaking into thing, right? Brogdon, I'm fine. I, I agree with you. You need to go just because it's a bit of a mess. Last game, what do you play? Like 30 minutes? I mean, I know it has a blowout and everything, but they just, it's not enough minutes to go around. Yeah, I would love for our our vet guys to be, you know, like a Duncan Robinson type. Where yes. okay, that is you're a really good yeah, shooter. Get, yeah. That's your role. You're gonna be in the you're gonna be in the corner, you're moving around, whatever, and opening, you know, opening up and giving space for guys like Scoot and Ant and Shaden to do their thing, you know, yeah. where defenses can't crowd and that whole thing, like um plus then you can say you have a vet 
right? Yeah. So have have vets like that, you know, shooting shooting scuff, vets. Scuff. That's what we want. Yeah, Harrison Barnes, scuff, scuff. But yes, uh, yes. Uh, I just like got us sidetracked a whole lot about like Chauncey. One thing I want to mention about Chauncey is like again, I don't care either way. I don't. I mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're better qualified than me, but I feel like some. Part of the noise is like there are a lot of people who did not want him initially and yeah yeah it's never going to go away that's part for of sure. it for sure and again they are completely i mean there's some valid reasons why i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying that that is part of the thing right yeah just yeah is one and two again expectations have like gone so far from last season and the season before where we were like ah playoffs and whatever mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. game that it's probably been a bit of a roller coaster so i get that yeah my only problems are like you said the one the course and dice is just drive me nuts it does <laughs> if if you want to just like let shade and figure out how to iso fine go mm-hmm. for it but at the same time the whole point of this is to a, improve decision making be set up a play style then and what's the point of doing that second thing is like uh the defense slip page it looks so good in the beginning but it's been mm-hmm. it's been so bad the last i want to say 10 games yeah so yeah th- that is somewhere i want to see so one of the one of the things he had going for him during the first i want to say quarter of the season was like buying and everyone's playing hard and then turning the ball over and all of that it's not been great now I don't know how much of that is the like the live turnovers going back the other way, or just defense messing up with the other end, guys being out, all of that. But at the same time, you know, you see in other youngish teams, you can look at well, Magic is much better defensive intro- infrastructure, guys with size and all of that. But okay, see, the first thing they got down when even with the Barish teams was like kind of setting up a way of playing, right? where they play hard, they'll have like, you know, some drive and kick game, whatever they play right now, that is set up over the course of their tanking years when they just honed in on what their identity was. I just want to see something similar to that. And I don't know how much of that I'm seeing. Yeah. Again, yeah. It's still early, but if by end of the season, there's like still just randomly spamming ISOs with who is the Jeremy or whatever, then it'll be like, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, personally, if I have any, if I have any gripe, well, I, I guess I do have this gripe with Chauncey is just the rotations. That's it. Um, you know, I, if I dug under the hood more, maybe I'd have more to say about it. But I mean, really, the, the other thing I think are the other things would just be too difficult to know, I think, because if you just consider, you know, what's being said in practice, whatever practices they might have, or what's being said in the huddles and the plays that are drawing up versus what the guys are doing on the floor, like who knows, right? Who knows any of that stuff? But yeah. he, the thing we can see is the minutes that he's giving to who and the amount of minutes that, you know, I guess, especially early on that like both Malcolm and Jeremy were getting, it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> You know, like, you know, I mean, why are we still kind of doing the Dame thing where it's just like, yeah, we're playing Dame 39, 40 minutes a game or whatever, yeah. something stupid. Like, yeah, we're, we're yeah, doing the I same thing with Jeremy. 
shade and 40 minutes than he has like with that injury. I think they were just stretched playing him like 40 minutes a couple of games when he had a little bit of a knock. But maybe that's, mm-hmm. you know, I know that people play knocks all the time in the NBA. The other thing, one thing I do like is he's trying different combinations of and shade and scoot. Yeah. Um, I thought that Shaden, when he came back, was, I don't know if it was rust. Uh, he was not really all there. He was just not putting in the effort. And I'm glad that, you know, not glad, but I'm okay with him decide like Chauncey decided to stick with, uh, Billups decided to stick with uh, Scoot and Anthony. I don't know if you um, saw the latest uh, briefcase, uh, the no. pod by Casey. And... He was mentioning that uh, there's been some talk about a starting lineup change. So it looks like it might go back to Anthony and Shaden, which probably makes the most sense right now. I just like seeing them try different stuff out, but because like we discussed earlier, right? We don't know which one of mm-hmm. those two are going to end up being decent. If two of them end up being decent, we might end up with a situation where we have Anthony and Scoot who, are, who look like starters. And then... Yeah. We need to figure out, like, is this a Fox Halliburton situation? Uh, we'd be lucky to have a fact Fox Halliburton situation, but you see what I'm saying. Yeah? Of course, would, would we, though? I mean, we would, but would we? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess to, to put a bow on this whole thing, maybe Chauncey's good, maybe Chauncey's bad. Evaluate it. I, don't know. I, I don't, yeah. you know, I'm just not even in the spot outside of the rotations to make any of those calls or or honestly even care that much <laughs> i mean he you know if the guys say they like him okay fine that's i mean it's kind of the big box checking for yeah. me right now because it's more um you know i guess it'd be more about the guys we have on the roster and i think um you know there's there's just some awkwardness there uh, in general just yeah. with the personnel um, yeah. Plus, we've had that's a, our, a good that's amount of Gordon, injuries. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving along here. Um, so, something that is, uh, I guess, probably pretty constantly on my mind and is is really on top of mind of a lot of folks right now. I think um, that follow the Blazers is uh, trade season, and so there's you know ever since we got Brogdon. We thought he was out the door immediately. Um, so it's been kind of constant scuttlebutt there. Little, you know, to a lesser degree, Jeremy. That's, you know, it's been speculative. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, to start out this, I just kind of wanted to to just run through it with you and and just kind of think, all right, we'll, we'll just kind of list a few of the guys here. What are, what are the odds that they're still, on the team after the trade deadline, or I guess we'll, we'll put it this way: What are the odds that they're traded? Okay. So Brockton, ninety-five. What do you think? I that's exactly the number I had in my head. I I mean <laughs> I, I would I don't know. I mean I, I should just say a hundred. It's really a hundred. I always have a hard time being on an extreme like that. But I I it it's really hard to they should, it should be 100 yes yeah i i'd say i think you brought it up the other day the, i think the really the only just wrap him up is, in is, is, yes is injury stuff um yeah you know assuming he is i would uh, just you know 
put it out there he has a cold or something and just like you know see yes <laughs> he's, good. he's got covid he's got covid we're it's fine yeah um uh okay i think we're on the same page there probably everyone is um next on the list for me would be jeremy what do you think oh this is an interesting one personally um i would be more open to seeing what's around but there's been a lot of scuttlebutt from people who have in the past been pretty plugged in about the blazers but who have also been wrong in some of these cases i don't know but it seems like the okay let me put it this way it seems like the blazers want to put it out there that jeremy is unlikely to be moved Mm -hmm. and the interesting part is there are a bunch of contenders who could actually use him yeah so yeah. the only way I see it happening is based on the fact that the Blazers have expressed some interest in having some vets around. If it gives them back some vets plus something else interesting to them, basically offer good enough, good enough to be able to, you know, just can't reject an offer you can't reject. So yeah, yeah. I'd say. I want to say 10%, but I'm going to say 20%. Oh, wow. Uh, 20% chance that he is traded and you would, and that's lean. I'd go lower. Wow. Yeah, that's pushing up. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, it's the thing about what the, I've always sort of maintained this. And again, this feels like an island thing. For me, um, at least with some of the people that I interact with about it, is that I think what is put out by the Blazers and really pretty much any team, this is what I think, um, what they say about a particular player and holding on to it or what their intentions are, <laughs> it's politics, right? And yeah, it's, it is. Um, you know, what, what would be, you know, and we'll just flip it around. What would be the scenario in a press conference that Joe Cronin is going to say, yeah, we're going to trade Jeremy. <laughs> what, what's the context that he's saying that, you know, like. But where it like kind of, it looks like they got out ahead of it with the, it's not even like couched in. Um, it's one thing for Blazers to put it out there. It's the other thing for people who to put their, like, for example, guys like Haikin, right? Who are normally mm-hmm. not very, he's like not going to put stuff out there. He doesn't think as somewhere behind it. And he's normally pretty good at like, for example, with the Josh Hart thing, right? Everyone was like, okay, he's going to get traded. Whatever. Like same with Brogdon this year. Mm-hmm. It seems like even if the Blazers are putting stuff out there, these guys tend to be a little more circumspect about how certain they sound about it. In this case, it's just the certainty with which these guys have been saying that. I mean, that doesn't mean anything like you said, right? It's just a data point where I'm mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, A, the length of the contract. If they can probably get the same whatever they're about to get now if they do the trade during the summer. So they're probably not in much of a rush. That's one. And he's having a very decent season. Mm-hmm. 
plus again they said that they would like to have a wet or two around and you never know right for example you could end up with a eric gordon situation in houston where you get a different wet and the guy is just pouting mm-hmm. jeremy seems sure. to be like pretty chill doesn't you know he's not gonna rock the world we know that about jeremy yeah and he seemed to be pretty settled in so looking at all of those factors and considering that you can probably get this a similar whatever they're about to, if they'll get something if it's not a offer which is like sweeping them off their feet they can probably get the same thing this summer too it's like those combination of factors which brings me to think it's a low probability outcome that he gets traded well the the thing um i think there's a couple things that in play there and we were chatting about this yesterday but the new cba rules that will be yeah kicking in um i mean in the in the summer when the new league year starts yep. so it will be there will be some more difficulties in teams trying to trade for jeremy um and just to kind of you know i i tried to understand the cba um you know i've i've read it over a little bit still plenty i don't understand <laughs> most of it i probably don't but the, how I understand one of the new trade rules is for teams that are over the second apron, second tax apron, uh-huh. that um, they cannot aggregate salaries to get to, um, to for trade matching. So, for example, you know, um, let's just say the Warriors, Warriors in the second apron, let's say, you know, they, they couldn't trade like... Um, I don't know who, whoever, right. They're giving us Gary Payton back for whatever reason. Plus, you know, whatever they stacking these salaries up to get Jeremy under the new rules. They can't do that. Um, it would have to be, um, you know, just kind of one, basically one for one in order for it to work. Um, uh, so I'm interested to see how teams navigate that going into this deadline um i still think i mean there's there's a lot of unknowns right and how teams are going to you know act um with these new rules and with the new tax implications so uh i think you know all the speculation of who's going to be moved and for what um i think this is sort of a new world we're, we're, we're entering into as far as, um, trades, or I mean, at least potentially with, with all the other implications. So big TBD there. So I think there could maybe, yeah. maybe to say like, there's some urgency, but of like, yeah. yeah, that's the wild card there. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know how the CB impacts this, but I'm just basing it off of what, yeah, that makes complete sense. And yeah. And know. then to say like, Hey, there's, if there's you know, just what I've heard in various pods from different guys is, you know, it's expected to be fewer sellers, uh, maybe the normal more buyers, um, which, you know, I feel like maybe is just kind of a little bit the new norm with the play in games. I think that's kind of shifting it that way. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, is there a version of Denver out there this year that sees Jeremy as their Aaron Gordon? I, I could buy that, right? Um, that would that would make total sense to me. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I think um, both of us have kind of 
kind of run through it quite a bit and and um you know we both uh, sort of had this task uh for each other of of coming up with some different uh, trades for both Malcolm um and Jeremy and so so yeah I mean I think let's let's just kind of let's let's kick into that um a little bit here and yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you go first and we can just kind of ping pong a little bit. Um, you know, I have, I have a handful for, for Brogdon and, but, uh, but yeah, you, you go ahead and go first. What, uh, what was on your mind for where Brogdon should go? Yeah, I had a little bit of a hard time with this. Uh, I normally have it any trade stuff just because mm-hmm. I have no idea what the value is, right? Guessing at some point. And where I landed on with Brogdon is no long-term salary or, you know, no, nothing you can't get out of pretty easily. And a middling to late first, middling first. If it's a late first, maybe a swing or a prospect. Does that make sense? Is that where you are at with Brogdon or do you think that's too low to high of value? It's a good question. It's a great question, Deepak. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know is the answer. I mean, I could see the right team um, biting a little harder. Um, I could also see, mm-hmm. um, yeah, us getting salary filler and a bad first. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I feel like that would be the floor you know like a just again just kind of a like expiring salary salary filler guy you know that we'd have basically no intention of of using and a first that is projected to be like you know whatever 25 or worse um i think that's the floor for a package um and a reasonable ceiling i don't know i mean i I think yeah i mean something something kind of i mean i think i'm kind of on board with what you're saying like you know it it could be sort of maybe a middling prospect and a first um you know i think that would be a you know probably the hope um uh one thing i think that's that's thrown me is you know and it's nothing it's obviously nothing that's been realized, but I mean, some people that have, the amount of times that I've heard different analysts say that Alex Caruso was worth two first round picks in this market. And it's like, he's obviously this elite defender. Doesn't bring much on offense. What? I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong in this evaluation and thinking about these two guys, and maybe Crusoe is just so elite at his, you know, at his defense that it that can make sense, or you know, the context of the teams that would be doing that. I I don't know, but I mean, if you if you're to to like put those weigh those two guys together, I guess just in a vacuum, like wouldn't Malcolm be worth more than Crusoe? Um. Good question. Like the way I was thinking is two things. Again, I don't follow the Bulls that closely to know if I'm off base here. But one, the money yeah. is so good with Caruso, yeah. it's like under ten million. Um, and the second thing is, 
I might be wrong about that. I was thinking that he's much more durable than Brogdon, but he only played 67 last year, yeah. 41 the yeah. year before, 58 the year before. You know, yeah. not that far off. So I think part of it is definitely like he's more scalable probably just because he can like defend across. He He doesn't need the ball. He can just like, he's already, you know, He's proven that he by himself can like provide a huge boost from the guard spot. Maybe it's just like, you know, no one knows till the trade happens, right? So maybe we're all wrong about it. But then again, we know that for Brogdon last year, I know he was coming off with that shoulder injury, but um, the initial, which trade was it? The KP trade, right? Was a three-teamer with um, Clippers where they were just giving up a, Late first. That sounds right. right. Yeah. Or a first. Yeah, late first. Late first with this draft. So we kind of know that's probably the yeah. floor, right? Because yeah. he was injured back then. He's shown now that he's fully healthy. So I don't know. I don't I wouldn't expect to be two first for sure. If that happens, then I hail to the current. Um what was I thinking? Yeah. The first one I have is, I thought about the obvious one, then I was like, all right, let yeah. me just play around with this a little bit more. Um, how about, okay, this is a floor. There are like two versions of this. The, basic, the basics of it is pretty straightforward. You have the Robert Covington salary with Philly, Daniel House, that gets you to around yeah. 16, and they have a first, which is kind of middling. Uh, okay, it's between like the worst of OKC, Houston, okay. and uh, Clippers. So I'm guessing if it's OKC, it's going to be in the 20s, sure. late 20s. Now, the floor case for that is you add in the court mass last year, 5.3, and just make it all about salary and that late first. The high-end scenario for that is you take out the cork mass salary mm-hmm. and add mm-hmm. in Paul Reed. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in Paul Reed for sure. Think? Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's one of those where I'm I'm excited, um, mostly excited about the addition by subtraction, uh. You know, I think that's any any of these like that's going to be a component for me for for Malcolm. Uh, you know, seems you know from all yes. we can tell, seems like a great guy, nice guy. Uh, I'm you know I want to I want to free yeah. up this logjam a little bit, uh, and so that any any way that happens is feels like a win to me. But honestly, yeah, I just I just want to say this like probably had when like Scoot was having that toward initial stress to have him around too. So, you know, worth it for that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, getting, getting a first, um, and then, you know, maybe a little bit of a flyer on whether, you know, you see Cork Maz as a flyer or, or, you know, we get Paul Reed. I don't see Cork Maz as a flyer. It just, if you're getting rid of the yeah. other guys, maybe a floor spacer, but just yeah, that's what I would mean. Guy. You know, it's like, Hey, we could use, we could use some shooting. So especially like wing wing shooting like that, um, yeah. You know, if and if you see that as some value, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, I could, I that's a very doable trade. I'm with you. Yep, 
Um, okay, what's your first one? I guess my first one, um, it is uh, Gary Harris just for the salary and Jet Howard. So it's it's buying on Jet Howard. I would think that that would probably be the highest, I had the probably same the highest level of like prospect we can get. Yeah, um, I, I had the and, exact same one. So oh, I'm really? slightly different. I put down like false, sorry, uh, and Jet Howard. And I was thinking like, here's the 11th pick, but probably now has lesser value because it doesn't look like he's gonna, you know, getting any minutes there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think, um, you know, what, whatever between Harris and Fultz, it's just salary. But I, I think that because, I don't know, neither one of them probably yeah, really play here. Exactly. Um, uh, so it's really just getting Howard. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a wing shooter. Um, I mean, he has some, has some flaws and maybe he's a little too, um, singular in shooting but i mean he was he was a pretty damn good shooter in college so uh you know i it's that is one if i'm just kind of making it very simple one thing that you know outside of just more talent yeah it's more shooting um and so that's i don't know i mean that's that's kind of the beginning and end in this story for me it was just hey i he's a guy that's i don't know what he is six seven ish yep um and and can shoot so you know sign me up (laughs) yep uh the it's just an offshoot i just kind of get this one out of the way it's just i mean the next thing that i've seen a hundred people float around it's really the only thing i'm adding to it um so i don't know what the first that has been attached to those machinations are but i would say like the the 2025 first oh i have Um, a I just like to, I just like saying this just because of the symmetry. They have the Bucks 2025 pick, which we got for CJ, sent to Detroit, and Detroit sent to Knicks. It'd be fun to get that back. Sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I mean, getting a 2025 first, um, Fournier. And I really think we could get Grimes, and I would ask for Grimes. I don't know. Oh, in that. really? Um, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. The way I mean, uh, I I was just listening to so today on my run. I was listening to the game theory part, and Vecini was kind of saying Grimes one first and salary for uh, Marek. I'm surprised it was that low, but I can't. I mean, I was kind of using that as a benchmark for Grimes's value, and I assumed it had to be hmm. decent. For that to be brought up, yeah, I think Dejounte Murray's trade value might just be lower. I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean that's a good it's a good question. But I mean, so I mean he's you know whatever. I mean post post trade for the Knicks, I don't know what his minutes yeah. have looked like. But Grimes was kind of out of the rotation and. Whatever they just gave Deuce McBride a contract, um, and he's been playing pretty well. Um, I don't. I still don't know how many minutes there are for for him, um, especially in the context of them trading for somebody like Brogdon. Yeah. So I don't know how many minutes there are for him now, and if they're adding Brogdon, you know. So then, 
um, what's the value for them? Unless it's for, I mean, the only thing I could think of what they would really be fighting us on that is if they're lining up an, a third trade uh, for him. But um, they got to Yeah, be. I mean, I think that would be. They have got to be. They need yeah. one more. Yeah. Sure. I mean, my head but I think that could be. I had a very similar Go idea for near that box 2025, but I, my thought was Grimes was not really an option. So I was trying to mm-hmm. go either uh, Sims or uh, Precious. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think we could get Precious though, because his Precious is out of the. If rotation. I'm remembering how. Yeah, Precious is out of the well, rotation. But I'm, if I'm remembering how, just a just a trade, just CBA thing. Oh. Um, yeah. I don't know. We couldn't that. aggregate um, his salary, so we could get him straight up. We have an exception. His salary couldn't couldn't be aggregated. Yeah, we have a trade exception, but I don't know how that. Uh, yeah. Behind that, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, whatever. I could see, uh, I could see the next thing happening. It really the only addition that I'm putting down to the things that I'm seeing is just kind of the same road that you're going down of some level of prospect um, attached to it too, and not just say Fournier in the first and let's call it in. Um, I think we can get a little bit more from them. Um, <laughs> I feel like I keep coming back to the heat as well. Yeah. And, and understanding that that all all version of heat trades with us probably are just not going to happen. Yeah. But I'm not going to give up. But it um, is surprisingly hard just because um, Duncan Robinson is really good now for some reason. And yeah. matching salary is really hard because then the rogue salary there is uh, Lowry, and that is like yeah. eight million more than Brogdon, which yeah makes it dicey. Yeah, so um, the <laughs> there's levels of this that just make it like it's this is pie in the sky. I mean, don't say hi, man. It doesn't sound like happening. it on the surface, but like. But yeah, I mean, it's so it's uh, yeah, I mean, the one that I had was it was trading Matisse and Brogdon and for Lowry, Jovich, um, Orlando Robinson and a first uh, like 2027. Again, probably a fair trade, but I'm guessing the Heat are like hanging yeah. on to those two first thinking that they can get in the Mitchell probably sweep checks or something. That's the thing with a lot of these. I had the same problem with a couple of teams. One, um, Keat, because obviously they always like star hunting. Second is Lakers. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they're going to make it an unprotected first, then they mm-hmm. probably want more than just uh, Brogdon. So I don't know if even Brogdon plus Tybalt does it get you there. Yeah, I, I mean, probably not. I mean, I I think it sounds it sounds fair, yeah. But yeah, for the the other sort of you know grand aspirations they have or hopes something else, maybe it's just it's not. Yeah. Um, for for reference, I was um, 
looking at like what they got last year for uh, uh, they did the same thing right with uh, Utah and uh, the Timberwolves last year with their first round pick. Uh, I mean Lakers, and they got Vando, they got D'Angelo, mm-hmm. and those were the two guys, right? They yeah. got back. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's. I it. mean, this sounds kind of equivalent, but part of the deal was getting rid of mm-hmm. uh, Westbrook. Sure, so. sure. I have another one. Go ahead. Bulls. Yeah, and. <laughs> So get the lots of contract off the hands. Yeah. Take it off the yeah. hands. Um, you could go a couple of ways. One, I'm still kind of interested in Dale and Terry, the uh, sure. Arizona Wildcat. Um, get our pick back. That's an option. Two, they're going to trade Levine, right? So they probably have probably. get yeah. a pick or something from there, which if not Terry, that. So... That is like kind of up in there exactly what, but equal in value, but taking Lonzo's contract. So you could ask for more just because you are like taking in pretty much dead money for two years, which I don't mind. I'm with you on the, the Bulls just feel like a team to me that are never, <clears throat> are never going to be sellers. They're always going to try to buy. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they are determined just to try to make the playoffs every year through you know whether they have a chance at anything or not so i would completely buy you know because there's been a lot of scuttlebutt on them like trading DeRozan or trading yeah and trading yeah. Levine, trading whoever kind of blowing it up i don't i don't see it i see them um you know <laughs> i i would probably buy the most on them trading Levine for a similar type of package or similar, you know, type of thing that Toronto did um, with OG in, you know, they're, yeah. they're trading Levine to get some other guys that, or at least another guy that's going to play for them today. It's going to, you know, start or, you know, be in heavy in the rotation. That's the type of trade I think I would expect them to make for Levine. So yeah, them bringing in somebody like, Brogdon, I think on the surface it's like what, <laughs> uh, you know, which I was also kind of eyeballing them as a Jeremy Grant destination for the same type of reason. Oh, same here. Um, same here. I think given their guard situation, I think Grant might make a little more sense for them than Brogdon. But um, them making that type of move makes all the sense to me than what I would expect them to do anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a few others. I'll just kind of fly through here. I mean, one one with Minnesota, it's really just kind of it's salary filler things, and but it's to get Leonard Miller, um, you know, Shake Milton, Kyle Anderson, Miller gets it there. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Anderson is actually like legit a rotation guy for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is. I mean, I think that they they could really use another guard i mean i think that would be an upgrade for them. more shooting another point guard yeah um yeah yeah so uh miller's obviously not in the rotation now neither is shake so yeah it, it would really just be um i mean we're you know i mean miller was 
by a lot of folks projected in the first round. Ultimately, he was a second-round pick. Um, yeah. You know, I know you were super high on him. Um, I'm, I was... Yeah. Well, there are actually two guys that I'm kind of, kind of interested in the draft yeah. before. Josh Mino, uh, who... The Memphis guy. Yeah. Um, I, I think his name is yeah. Mino or Mino. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, there are two guys who are kind of interesting, with, who probably have no path to playing time. And so. I'll, I'll get to the next one here. This is the one I was telling you about yesterday. That of all the trades that I had made, this was my favorite trade. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why. It just hit me and I'm like, oh man, this would be so perfect for us. My dreams got a yeah. little squashed today because he got hurt. Oh, wait, who is this? I forgot. <laughs> and also, I'm a, lots of preamble here. Also, I'm I don't I I think it would be a need or seen as as a helper on the other side, but I'm not sure. So it might be a little bit of a force here. But anyway, Brogdon straight up for Kevin Herter. Do they need Brogdon? That is more of my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a a good question. So there's, um, you know, if you want to call... I mean, I guess, do you want to call Malcolm a point guard? I don't know. I think so. Um, I mean, he's just maybe maybe a combo guard kind of guy, but I think he's more point guard than not. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think... Keon Ellis is kind of playing the backup point guard for them now. Um, they seem to think of themselves or have aspirations for being a really, you know, a, a playoff team that's making noise and, mm-hmm. um, you know, adding a guy that's, you know, coming off of being six man of the year. And I don't know, I could, I could buy it. The other, um, you know, the other thing that would kind of play into that is Malik Monk him being a free yeah, agent that is kind of and and then the uh in this offseason and not really it might be difficult for them to resign him i mean just pu- purely mechanically um they might not be able to um so i think those would be some of the reasons why and also that herder has fallen a little bit out of their rotation yeah um so I think for those reasons, uh, I could see it making sense for Sacramento. I'm just looking up Kevin Herter. What is this? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. He like sprained his ankle or something. Like right at tip off today. Oh no, no. I was, yeah, I was looking at his uh, contract. If it's like a straight up. Uh, I think he makes he, seventeen. Oh, but oh, I, I put it in the trade machine and said it worked. So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, I was trying to see how many years he has in the deal. That's what I'm more interested in, just oh. because, like, if you're doing that, then what's our value proposition, right? Uh, a tradable contract, which we can later spin off for something which is useful right now. That is kind of what I was thinking, going through in my head. I think he's still young hmm. enough that, you know, yeah. especially if you're kind of leaning into the Simon stuff and all that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think he's still young enough to, like, I think he could kind of play into. Um, you know, either the Shaden Scoot timeline or Simon's type time timeline. Um, That's an interesting one. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know where I stand with that. Yeah. 
The other, I have no idea. There's another sort of um, addition that I had to that one, which was trading Brogdon and Grant for Herder, Barnes, Lyles, and a 25 first. <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces there for sure. But yeah, I think. To I end, mean, I me, feel like we still ended back in the roster crunch sort of situation. Yeah. Because... So here's here's I'll, I'll just kind of lay out my my. Um, you know, I don't feel like I've done very well in laying out any of these. Sort of the reasons why. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think so, it's most of them are fairly self-explanatory, but this one I'm having a harder time just because if the idea is to clear out, make space for a few of these guys, then getting back um, Kevin Herder and um, Harrison Barnes just kind of like again scrunches the rotations, especially if like Metis is still there, then you end up in a situation where. I mean, I want the rest of this year, once the dust set is, to at least get a feel for Chris Murray. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, open up some minutes there. Hopefully some for Rupert too, but I understand. He's like Rover. But Chris, we kind of... It's like he... he it's not like he has to be ready, but we need to know if he's, a, if he's likely to be a rotation player or not, right? So... The idea there is like if you're getting back all these guys, and we know that um, George is gonna play the Vets. So mm-hmm. where do we end up with that? Yeah, I mean, I guess two things for me. So I mean, number one, I would kind of lump Herder into the young guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I guess just for that point, and then Barnes is. I think in my opinion, more of what I would hope Jeremy would be, at least that's kind of his role on Sacramento where mm-hmm. he is m- largely just kind of the spot up shooter guy. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's point. like my perfect, if you're trading Jeremy, he's like my perfect uh, guy to get back because he does what we need the way to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's part of it. I mean, just thinking like these guys, if you putting in the context of our or writing with saying like, hey, our guys are, you know, two or whatever, three of all of these guards, um, you know, to say like, okay, so what's what's one thing we need to help them like grow and develop and and help them on the court just and get spacing, right? So you had somebody like Herder, you had Barnes and you know, just adding more more shooting out there. And the Herder's a good passer, and he's a really smart player. Yes. Um, and so adding some of that onto the team too, I think that's just gonna that's gonna help too um, with you know just the ball movement and uh, and just general spacing. So uh, that's 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 the general. I don't know. I, I guess yep. that's the gist of it. Um, yeah. Do you have any other any other Brogdon things? Um, a pie in the sky one. I just don't know how the Rockets value it more. Here's like yeah. a lower big man, yeah, Jed Howard, and all of those guys. So, are we looking at him as a I don't know, close 20th pick? Are we looking at him as a top 10 pick? If you're looking at him as a 20th pick, then Landale, Oladipo, and 
Widmore gets us there. Yeah, sure. The way he's been playing, but I don't. He might just be damn near untouchable for them right now. <laughs> I, know. Um, I know. So it is just yeah. It's I not like, going to happen. Mean, but hey, as long as we're getting crazy, I have another crazy Sacramento one that was. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah. so this one was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just started to get crazier and crazier here, but this felt plausible. I'll say that. You tell me. Uh-huh. What do you think? So again, starting at Barnes and Herter. And here's where you're going to be like, what's it going to be for? Keegan. For Grant and Sharp. No. <laughs> <laughs> buying, buying the Keegan uh, hype. I'm buying the Keegan hype there. Um, for I sure. Mean, yeah. Uh, and I think, I mean, all, I mean, I think anyone, uh, if anyone is listening to this, um, the idea of trading sharp, <laughs> I think it was going to just, if they haven't shut it off already, they're going to shut it off right now. But Yeah. <laughs> I mean, surely like Keegan is a sure thing there. Agreed. But we're not looking for a sure thing. Third or fourth guy right now. Right. What we need Keegan? is the first or second guy. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Keegan is going to be anything more than like third guy on a really good team. I don't know. I th- let's, be, let's put it that way. I think Shaden has a higher ceiling of the two. Again, you think um, Shaden has a higher ceiling? Sure. Yeah, I, I've been on I've been on that train for a long time. Uh, I'm, man, I, I'm I might also be on that be buying what the Kings are selling or who, you know, whatever with Keegan as well. Um, yeah. Oh, I think ultimately that's what I'm saying here with this trade is that I'm, you know, I'm valuing Keegan over sharp. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying with this, with this trade. I, well, I think I also tried to... Oh, uh, sorry. Go ahead. So, but what you're saying, what I'm here, what I'm the no, because I almost still think that Sacramento would say no. Do you think the Blazers would say Absolutely. no? Yeah, I think so. I think in this case, both people still say no. Both teams say no. Yeah. I mean, I agree that Sacramento is going to say, I'm pretty sure that uh, Blazers are also going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a real no, no. never going to happen. I would be, it's an interesting idea. Um, I did try to make it interesting by sending them Chris. <laughs> and then getting back a pick. <laughs> oh, come on now. You hate Chris. Uh, uh, <laughs> let, let me just, because uh, we're, uh, we need to wrap up, wrap up here. I just wanted to, I'll just kind of power through a couple that I have and lay out any you have. Uh, so I'm going to be yeah. 76ers just really for expiring. So it's be for Grant. Um, ex- two expirings and, um, uh, two of their first. Uh, so I was thinking kind of 26, yeah, 28. Um, oh, I'm very similar. Morris Kogmas, uh, yeah. but I also threw in Reed in there just for. Yeah. My, I, yeah. I was just like, Hey, there's a, there's a handful of them, whatever. Take your pick. Yeah. Uh, Covington, Morris, whatever. Like just, uh, the, just the money to piggyback on something. Yeah. yeah. Piggyback on what you said. Uh, Bulls. Uh, they're missing yep. a power forward. 
Lonzo, Padwill, and if us, I'm like higher on Padwill <laughs> than you are, so probably that's why. I, I literally had the same one, just kind of for you. Um, okay. Yeah. Is that Thank it? you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, I would, I would not be excited about that trade. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. I just what you'd be excited about: Barnes, Harder, and First. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Call it in. Let's do it. Uh, the Okay, um, Atlanta, AJ Griffin, plus either Capella or Hunter. I don't know. I was kind of iffy on that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm kind of out on AJ. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. And there's some, yes. I, I, I don't know. He's just not even in the rotation. I feel like, you know, we were kind of talking about Houston and just the idea that they need to, I expect they're going to make a consolidation trade. Um. So I mean, I I don't know. I honestly don't know at this point. But I would just say, I the one I kind of came up with was Oladipo, Landale, and Eason for Grant. If they do it, I I don't know what what do I have to do to get it done. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Okay. And it, you know, I mean, it's there's part of it there that's like he's sort of out. I mean, like he's getting some minutes, but there's just so many. They have so many yes, guys. He's getting, yeah. And I, yeah, especially with Whitmore and, coming on, Whitmore's going to get minutes. Like I don't know. They definitely have a little bit of a minutes crunch right now, just because Jabari seemed to be like the four guy. And this is, That's and like, Amen's not even playing. I know. I, I so, feel like someone's going to steal one of the guys. Yeah, and, and so one of these guys going to break out somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whether it is Jalen Green or Cam or Tari, like they're trading one of those guys mm-hmm. for sure, at least. Um, I mean, if the smart play I feel would be to ship out Green and go really huge. Yeah. Like Cam be the yeah. two, and then hopefully, I mean, over time becomes a point guard. But at that point, like if Cam shoots it, if Jabari shoots it, you have like enough around to kind of make it work. Yeah. 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 No, that's it. They're, I mean, they're a very interesting team. Lots of ways they can go right now. The very last one. As I long saw... as we're talking. Sorry. Go, go pie ahead. in the sky. Yeah. The last pie in the sky one. As long as we're talking about it. Um, I saw someone online shut this down saying that's not enough, but I think that's nuts. Uh, Indy Walker, but it's expiring. The original proposal had like an extra first on top of it. I think Indiana would be nuts to do it. Yeah, and would they probably would. Never they would even say no. Really, <laughs> I, I I considered Indiana too because it just felt like a Jeremy Grant team. But I, I don't know. So I was looking at I was looking at all the Siakam teams, and then considering like, well, there's only one Siakam to go around. Right, right. Grants the consolidation <laughs> but, for for all of those Siakam yeah. teams. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the one that you had Mavs? the last the last crazy one no i didn't have the maps in any of these i don't know i i just don't like really anything like I, there wasn't anything that excited me about getting getting back from them same year um so this is another stupid one that was that would never happen i actually saw a version of this trade um uh online <laughs> so three-way trade heat Cavs, blazers Heat get Mitchell, oh. Cavs get Grant, okay. 
and yeah. Tyler Hero. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we would, so the part that I didn't like online and made no sense was what we were getting back. And I don't even remember what that was listed, but I would say Hakez, Okoro, and Salary Filler. I would do that. Good too. Seems like a fair trade all around, except for, I don't know, if yeah. Peter going to be crazy. But yeah, um, I'm I mean, also higher than Okoro. For, I mean, I think. <laughs> If the Heat can trade, essentially just trade Hawkes and Hero for Mitchell, and they say no, <laughs> uh, I think they would be dumb. Uh, which yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just they're they're drinking their own Kool Aid. But I I think like it seems it seems reasonable, and and yeah, I know you're higher. Um, well, I think yeah, you said you're higher on Okoro. I'm give or take, mostly mostly yeah. give. Um, you know, just for shooting, but um, yeah, I, shooting this year. Yeah, I know, so great. But yeah, no, that's that was. Did you have any other, um, whether it be Grant Brogdon or any other Blazer, any other trade ideas? Um, I had Tybur question mark question mark. What is this value? <laughs> trade with Brogdon to get better value? Question mark question mark. Yes, yeah. And I think we covered that just because I think by himself is going to be two seconds or whatever, and that's not worth it. Or like a fake first. I, I mean, if you can get a first anyway, like do it. But I don't know if you know what. Maybe you'll get a first out of him because even with last year. Last year of restricted, uh, sorry, last year of his rookie contract, when he was not shooting well, we got him for what two seconds. Maybe there's a late first out there somewhere. Maybe but I don't know maybe. where that's coming from. Right from the right situation, maybe, maybe so. You know, I yeah, yeah. Uh, I, the problem I, is all the teams who can afford him have don't really have the kind of first you can trade for this. Like ideally, you'd yeah. be thinking he's the kind of guy you would trade your. 2024 first when you're a contender because you know it's going to be a late first. I don't know who has that because sure. it looks like all the contenders have traded out their picks. The I was thinking, does Denver have their pick? He would like to try. I don't off the top of my head. But yeah, that would be... Yeah. Cutting off of Jokic. That would be the type of move I could see them making. But I don't yeah. know. And from the Blazers' point of view, right? You pick up that first and then yeah. add that with the Warriors first and then try to just move up, right? Or take a late swing, whatever. Yeah, my only thought, like if you're if you're gonna say again, if you're gonna say like we value vets, like I mean, uh, hey, if you can get a first for Matisse, sure, let's do it all day, right? I mm-hmm. I'm dubious that we could, but uh yeah, yeah I think if if you can do it. But I think for his contract, um, attitude, personality, whatever, I think like that's the type of vet. If you're saying let's have vets, that's the type of vet I want on the team. You know, lower mm-hmm. lower usage, yeah. you know, and good vibes. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and and kind of sets a good example with his hustle and and all that. Um, you know, that that'd be the kind of guy I would want, and just you know, pretty pretty manageable contract as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. If you can get a first, get a first also, piece and and move on. <laughs> something similar to Jeremy, but even better in this case, right? He's young enough and his contract is long enough that 
just don't have to really do anything with him right now. Yeah. You can always just like keep playing him and it land where it lands. It's fine. Of the three, Brogdon is the only one which I want to see happen and as soon as possible, just because I'm scared with this injury history and stuff. <laughs> yeah, with the I, I, with Grant, it's just how we're playing him, how many minutes and how much ISO. Yeah. It's just like that's if he if he yeah. was more of a complimentary role awesome let's 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 keep him i could i could i could buy into that but how we're using him uh i'd i'd prefer not um <laughs> the, i guess the very last thing is uh and we've kind of kicked it around any any way to get aiden off the team so you know i threw out at you earlier uh gordon hayward <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i don't know i mean i think i don't okay there's some of us who are not convinced and wouldn't mind moving him, but I don't think it's happening in year one. Um, just because they made it a priority to get a big. Um, well, we have to upgrade now. True, but <laughs> I just. Uh, I think we might be in for some uh, value rehabilitation during the later parts of the season. At least, uh, Blaze is trying for that. Yeah. And you know, why not? Um why not? Why not? Well yeah. Um I so I I think we'll wrap it up here. Um mm-hmm. thanks thanks everyone for listening to our uh our, our first go here. Um, you know, we have fun. Um we enjoy doing these. We've done a few of them that have never seen the light of day and it's fine. <laughs> uh, uh. So I want to apologize in a, not in advance, like later for butchering a few names in there. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, guys, uh, you know, this it's maybe this was a one of one. Maybe we'll do it again. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but, uh, appreciate you listening and, uh, we'll see on the other side.